what a pleasure it was to play with the legend Phil Kessel. Just got my mom's hair, so I guess uh, natural. How do you think 500 is welcome? Oh, please. <laughs> Bill Kessel is a standing coach. I can't believe that. Phil the thrill. How's your breath? It's, it's not good, eh? <laughs> so it is. <laughs> I play with all fans. It's fine. You know, you just catch your breath and go back after. Bingo. Breaking news. Breaking news. 19,000. Respecting our national anthem! Exclamation mark. Hashtag stand for our anthem. Uh, US flag emoji. <laughs> that was my Donald Trump impression because that's what he tweeted this morning. Uh, stick to sports. Stick to sports, guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I particularly um, I clicked the uh, video because mm. I was sent this but also saw it on my Twitter feed read, retweeted with choice choice comments I, I watched it and I was like who is this? where is this? and it was in Chicago on Veterans Appreciation Day the camera lingers lovingly wait was this was this a game from last night? no no last year After <gasps> it's from a game straight after the election in either November or December where the country, the USA felt is like it was tearing apart so they, it was, those, those innocent fools and um, it's like they did this showing for you know unity and you know, you've got to respect the flag and the, I'm and really the flag. I'm really glad they did that because if they hadn't stepped in and unified the country at that point mm-hmm. who knows what the US would be like today so basically in this video the Chicago Blackhawks um, camera team had lovingly lingered on their captain's face Jonathan Tate oh he hates Trump oh so, but yeah now Trump is I interpret this as Trump going at special snowflake Jonathan Tate, who has recently given a slightly confused and tangled interview about uh, kneeling and kneeling during the American anthem. I don't know. I, I, I find athletes, white athletes talking about this whole situation to be confusing in the first place, but I interpret this as a direct act at Jonathan Taves. I don't know. I don't know. My favourite white hockey player response Mm. was Blake Wheeler's. Oh, me too. (laughs) I like how he has has shown leadership in um, helping his other white American colleagues on the same team understand that it's not about disrespecting the military I, I don't know I don't even know where, how you get from needing during the anthem to not appreciate not appreciating what military veterans have done I, I, during I understand how you times. get there I, I don't um, basically someone makes a really uh, calculated and disingenuous um, uh, statement yeah. that it how dare they disrespect the military and encourages everyone to 
to follow this line and say it regardless of what people are saying to them. I mean, and then it and then it sort of becomes the uh, because the overwhelming response. Because for me, disrespecting the military is not guaranteeing military um, like like a. Um, benefits for veterans, mm-hmm. support for veterans. Mm-hmm. I mean, the and randomly starting wars because of something someone said on Twitter yeah. one time. And not even that. It's like if you respected, if you really cared about the veterans and the military. Oh no, surely, no one cares. Like surely not it's no one, not. But like surely standing Republicans the anthem don't. is not the way to fully show that because the homeless rate, the addiction rate amongst veterans because of the trauma of war surely if you really respected them you'd be advocating them for them every minute and not just the 30 seconds where you're standing in i mean veterans can't can't even get like the medical treatment that yeah the, <sighs> can't even get proper prosthetics <sighs> for, I, yeah. so like all of this stuff about respecting the military and stuff i feel like I think you should respect the military because they're obviously doing a job that most white Americans don't want to do, especially rich ones. Um, but in the proper way to show respect is to help them not become homeless, help them not suffer horrific addiction issues, homelessness issues. Post-traumatic so, stress yeah. issues. Yeah. So. There we go. Welcome to yeah. our podcast, Anna. Oh, hello. My name is Rage. <laughs> My name is Fury. <laughs> Her name's Jen. I'm Anna. This is the Sometimes Podcast, sometimes about hockey, but sometimes just about our sadness and grief. Do we have a, um, a sort of mission statement about sticking to sports? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I'm I'm happy to stick to sports. Like, I would be happy to stick to sports. And the fastest, quickest, most efficient way that for me to stick to sports is if the world stops being a hellscape. (laughs) (laughs) If once the world is fine, that would help me to stick to sports. Like, one, it's just like different ways of going about the same situation. It's like. I want to stick to sports. Some people think that means denying reality. Mm-hmm. And me, it's like... Let's just fix reality. Yeah, just fix reality really quickly. I almost solved racism earlier. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Good time. Yeah. <laughs> and then I shouted at the TV. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so... The, the thing that has um, brought many people to, you know, scream, stick to sports on online mm-hmm. is because... The Respect penguins, our safe space. Yeah. So the Penguins. Um, the Pittsburgh Sunday, Penguins, the Stanley Cup champions. Oh, yeah, not the, not the um, actual birds. No. Well, because I had an idea yesterday about how we can protest the Pittsburgh Penguins because I live by a park that has these paddle boats and I thought, oh, Jen and I could go on a paddle boat and we would get environmentally safe dives and we would paddle, fuck the pens, penguins on into the river and then take a picture. Mm. But then Jen said, no, they just think that you're protesting the birds. Well, 
<laughs> now I'm thinking if you wrote fuck the penguins, they might think some sort of sexual connotation. You always take it to like the next level of weird. I I admire you. <laughs> Thank you. Also, what I'm not sure how great your spatial awareness mm. is, and and or sense of direction. Mm. If I was steering a boat mm. that was spelling words, and I was trying to write the word fuck, mm. what what kind of lines? that aren't letters do you think would end up with in that water <laughs> and then a, then a load of canadian geese would float through it yeah. in their neutrality <laughs> to obfuscate the message um so this whole situation happened this time last week mm-hmm. uh, the pittsburgh penguins team released a statement about how um they were going to the white house despite the fact that Trump had gone on a rampage on the... It was sort of mid-rampage at that point. Oh, yeah, Saturday before, um, had disinvited the Golden State Warriors, who weren't going to go. They had already said to the press they probably weren't going to go. Um, and also, during that week leading up to the, um, the Sunday, the Sunday of the declaration of the Pittsburgh He had one of those really disturbing what he calls I guess a pro-Trump rally but everyone else calls a white supremacist rally oh it wasn't a pro-Trump rally I mean it's always a pro-Trump rally when Trump is there but he went to um campaign for the guy who lost the no no no, he's deleted uh, those tweets now (laughs) that never happened (laughs) (laughs) so um yeah he backed a loser Mm-hmm. And while he was working in Lisa, he called Colin Kaepernick and all the other NFL um, players who had been protesting what was happening to the uh, people dying in police custody. There's the, there's the amount people. of anger I get when, you know, like a, a child is shot like 20 times for playing with a toy gun in a park and in like in the most adorable non-threatening way ever like i i used to run around playing pretend games as a child it's horrible so there's the amount of anger i get from that but then so i think oh that's peak anger Mm. but then there's the court cases where people are found not guilty Mm. and then it just I, I well yeah I mean it's I mean it's <laughs> oh, yeah I mean it's it's an indictment on how America as as a country views black people's humanity that they're just not afforded the same amount of humanity I guess uh, so, I mean like I don't live in the US so, I mean I've only visited there so but it's just you. Know, I I know that my relatives who live in the U, in the US who are not white find it quite a frightening place to be sometimes. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean it's it's hard to comment on it as someone who has almost no stake in it in a day to day thing. And so I think when people have a stake in it 
everyday black people in the US, I'm talking about brown people in the US, um, that people are obligated to listen to them because they're not saying, hey, my pants are too tight. <laughs> they're saying, hey, people aren't recognizing us as human. Um, and I think it's a very special kind of person who can say, mm, no, I'm not listening because it, I don't want to, or it, it makes me feel bad, so I'm going to turn this off because, mm. you know or, what? Or I'll listen sometimes, but, but whenever anything more important to me personally is happening... I mean, that, that important thing is the thing that you get to use an ex- as an excuse yeah. to not listen, right? It's so, like, I, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a really difficult situation. Lots of people with much more higher intellects, more experience, more experience. Articulate? Oh, yeah. Articul- articulate about it. You've started crying. <laughs> Don't tell uh, people. And I am sitting here like a robot. <laughs> Don't deal with emotion very well. But I think it's if we could take it back to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Mm. So um, very rich black NHL stars who have also uh, NFL. Experienced, oh, sorry, NFL. Could do that. NFL stars first um, lent about a minute of their time during what can turn out to be five hours of American football to raise awareness of things You can play a cricket game in that time. (laughs) And go for tea. (laughs) Uh, And crumpets. (laughs) Not a full test match, obviously. That takes five days. (laughs) But um, I think it's, it's one minute... One minute out of five hours that even then white people feel uncomfortable. No, not all white people. Hashtag not all white people. But they feel uncomfortable that they have to witness. Um, and, and, and to begrudge them even of that. Oof. Anyway, so the NBA came out um, in support of this, I guess. But also how much they, to just talk about how much they hate Trump and all this policies that have oppressed and depressed so many of the citizens of the United States. Um, And then the Pittsburgh Penguins, uh, on NFL Doomsday, Mm. where all the teams were like, are we going to protest? We're not going to protest. The president calls us us sons of bitches and told the owners to fire our fellow players. All this thing about unionising and solidarity and things that have now gone away from talking about racial justice but still important Uh, and the Pittsburgh Penguins took that opportunity to say we're neutral (laughs) we're neutral (laughs) and so we're going to the White House we're neutral so we're going to the White House play it (laughs) what are your thoughts on this momentous occasion your neutralness I have no strong feelings one way or the other. I hate these filthy neutrals, Kiff. With enemies, you know where they stand. But with neutrals, who knows? It sickens me. I come swinging the olive branch of peace. 
Should we trust him, your neutralness? All I know is my gut says maybe. What makes a man turn neutral? Lust for gold? Power? Or were you just born with a heart full of neutrality? Fly the white flag of war. <laughs> we, were, we were talking about... We, we actually tried to record this podcast last night when we were drunk on a bottle of wine. And our own rage. Yeah. It was it was smooth. <laughs> the recording was smooth until until we ran out of like words five minutes in. <laughs> but we did end up talking about this um, Zap Brannigan episode, and it's and it's weird because at I've, the at the time of the episode, Zap Brannigan was being portrayed as being unreasonable, an imbecile. <laughs> but, but now we see. He was the hero, <laughs> hero of our time. He cut He's, through the bullshit. This, this reality has so been warped by Donald Trump that Zap Brannigan is a fucking hero. I, I don't know. What is up? What is that? Are the, are the birds swimming in the sea? Are fish walking around? Are they riding bicycles? I don't know. He's, he's a think fluencer. Think fluencer. <laughs> I think, I think that it is, uh, I think that the penguins thought it would be safe to be neutral. Mm. I think that was a huge miscalculation on the penguins part to release that um, statement on the Sunday. There's been a lot, there's been a lot of discussion on Twitter and in the media about what the penguins did, what they said. Um, I've really appreciated how much uh, mainstream, I think, a lot of mainstream Canadian me- uh, hockey media has been very sort of forthright in saying, "Oh, you shouldn't go. You shouldn't go." It was, it was. It's not neutral. You released it at the wrong time. You're going to be pawns, and also, Donald Trump is a white supremacist. You shouldn't go. Yeah, uh, it's really interesting that because people are like, "Oh, this is called hockey culture," but like, hey, the makers of hockey culture, the old conservative white guys in in Canada, they're saying don't go. I mean, we haven't heard from Don Cherry yet. Yeah, I was going to say, Don Cherry has probably, when you were, when you were describing crackpots, I was like, oh, what's Don Cherry have to think about this? <laughs> but, but yeah, they're saying don't go because mm. I, I imagine that like from the US standpoint, it's like, oh, this is an American issue. I mean, Donald Trump might start a nuclear war and we're all going to die in the world, but this is an American issue. And like Canada's like, well, most of the people involved are Canadian. We're saying don't go. <laughs> Do you want to hear? Um, Sydney Crosby was asked oh, about yeah. that issue on the on the first day, I think. Yeah, I mean, I support it. It's you know, it's a great honor for us to, to be invited there. He supports it. <laughs> And it was interesting that after he says he supports it, which was a really dumb thing to say, by the way, I would have just said no comment. <laughs> You've uh, taken the Ron Hainsey approach. Ron Hainsey is a genius. He Next, is a genius. No comment. Bye, gods. <laughs> you know? Ron Hainsey, I think, will be able to handle being in Toronto. In Toronto. <laughs> I'm breezy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not just feeling breezy. I'm saying I'm breezy. But um, so after the face of the organisation came out and yeah. said he supported the decision, 
the the fans rightly or wrongly or you know as fans will do people disappointed by this decision which i imagine is most of pittsburgh because they voted against trump anyway um uh, apparently took to twitter and the pen's twitter what do you mean apparently took to i took to twitter <laughs> well i mean they could have taken to other places oh, as well yeah. but I, I only saw it on twitter and um added the penguins in a in a way that made the organization react in a how dare you impute the honor of Sidney Crosby <laughs> and um, the the front runner of that was you know there appears to be a perception out there that because our organization has made a decision to accept the invitation to the White House that we have taken a stance on the issue when the reality is it's just the opposite we haven't taken any stance you know the, the, the Penguins as an organization and our players have chosen not to uh, use this platform to take a stance and so um, there, there appears to be a perception that we have and uh, and it's wrong so first, Mike Sullivan mansplains neutrality incorrectly to us, <laughs> which is he's great. See, I, I read that quote before I before I heard it, and I thought, oh, he's going to be really condescending when he says this. <laughs> yeah, he was. <laughs> and then he says, and while we're on the subject, people seem to think that Sid needs to bear this burden of responsibility is unfair. You know. This guy does nothing but come to the rink, <clears throat> help the Penguins win championships, um, and be a good and be a good person every day. And he said, "How dare you make Sidney Crosby feel bad for views that Sidney Crosby has expressed in his role of the face of the franchise, community leader, community leader." where we sell his his image and his personality, so to speak, and also a shitload of merchandise with his name on it. And Sidney Crosby also makes money on Reebok and um, Adidas adverts, mm -hmm. Gatorade. Sells um, bread. Sells bread. Sidney Crosby cultivated a neutral personality from the age of like seven that's his brand <laughs> to optimize media <laughs> media earnings fine but then you can't turn around and say this that's it's it's like it's it's not only disingenuous, but it's just that Mike Sullivan thinks you're a fucking war and he should just pay down thousands of dollars for tickets and jerseys and sneakers and um, bread. <laughs> but, you know, never say anything but nice things. And, and you'll notice this neat trick where original subject was racial in inequality and police brutality became something about opposing Trump in general. Mm -hmm. Then it became about unity mm -hmm. and standing up to many of the policies that uh, Trump has um, sort of imposed on the US, which includes things like betraying um, dreamers, 
uh, betraying women, uh, betraying people with um, affordable health care, betraying the environment, betraying um, the coal miners that he said he was going (laughs) to save in Pennsylvania. (laughs) Anyway, but yeah. And what do they say about this? It's like, it's about Sid's feelings. It is... This whole thing about racial justice or social justice is always derailed. It's inevitable it, that it's derailed. Yeah, as that. soon as white people get their feelings hurt. Yeah. I don't like that you're calling me a racist. I don't like that my feelings are hurt. This is worse than racism. Yeah. Calling someone a racist. is worse than racism. And now we're just going to talk about my feelings, my honour, how dare you fucking moral failures attack me. Mm. And so the Pittsburgh media... Went with it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they went with it. They went at at people. And I can't... And it's like, to me, this seems like a clear media strategy cooked up by the failing organisation of this. <laughs> so, what did they do? So, they, they talked to Twitter. Yeah. And Jason Mackey... I, oh, I was most disappointed by Jason Mackey. Oh, yeah. Out of, out of the three that I have um, isolated... So Jason Mackey tweets, If people are too dumb to realise what they have in Sidney Crosby, we'll gladly take him for good here in Pittsburgh. Unreal and undeserved. That's referring to the to the clapback he's getting. Yeah. And then when someone says, when Josh Yohei tweets at him saying, best of luck with this Twitter fight you're having, he says, ha, thanks, pal. If I go down defending Sidney Crosby as being a damn good person and 100% genuine, I can live with that. He continues tweeting, My dad taught me that if you're going to do something, make sure you have a passion for it. Don't want to be a social activist? Don't. It's okay. Sid has shown more compassion slash kindness to others than most people I've met. Dude does so, so much good. He's allowed to sit this one out. I am O. Do you want to talk about Jason Mackey, or should I just bombard you with the next? Yeah, with the next. Going. Josh Yohei tweets: Sid is perhaps the most decent person I've ever met. Good man. Treats all people with grace. Sadly, many don't give him much grace in return. And then he continues arguing with someone in the comments. And tweets this. <laughs> and I'm telling you, he's a good person who is very uncomfortable with social issues. Some people are. It isn't a crime against humanity. I just want you to know that the tweet he was referring to did not call it a crime against no, humanity. In fact, no one has called it a crime against humanity. <laughs> and then Mark Madden. <laughs> Mark Madden. Mark Madden from Team Mark Madden. Sidney Crosby wouldn't know how to be political if you locked him in a voting booth. This vilification of him and pens equals insane. Grind your own axes. They are. Yeah. That's literally what we're doing. (laughs) You know how Twitter has um, uh, unleashed 280 characters on... A random set of people, yeah. including white supremacists. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I started tweeting back to the crime against humanity, <laughs> but 
if I had 280 characters, I wouldn't have been able to post that tweet. No. <laughs> I don't, so I how, far, how far did you get in 140? Um, okay, I'll read it. I get, unco- I get very uncomfortable with social issues too. Exclamation mark. One time when I was 10, a white dude yelled, me so horny, me love you long time, and grabbed. And, and then you... That was 180. Oh, what, what if it was uh, 280? Yeah. Grabbed his dick at me on the street because I'm an Asian. <sighs> Asian girl. But please, tell me more about how uncomfortable Sidney Crosby gets about social issues. One uh, of the things that white people, or men, or straight people, or like people without disabilities, love to say is how awkward talking about social issues makes them and how uncomfortable they feel about these things. And um, one of the things that really sticks with me having this conversation 10 years ago with um, pro-writers, <laughs> pro-authors, fiction authors, similar <laughs> conversation. One dude, like one American dude, he's a pretty well-known sci-fi writer, said, well, I'm, I'm a white guy who grew up in the Midwest, um, middle class, so, you know, it's like, I don't really get, I don't really understand anger don't really understand these I understand how important talking about racism is but it just makes me feel really awkward you know who really feels awkward and shamed and pained and would love to never talk about racism again people of color (laughs) you you know who is at the front of the line of not wanting to talk about misogyny ever again women (laughs) like they would love not to have to complain about rampant structural misogyny in this in in our societies you know what the discomfort that you hear about sadness in this world is nothing not even one percent of how much the people suffering these things would like to get away and if if the pain of listening to that is so great that you want to clap your ears over your head and sing the national anthem while watching dudes kick the shit out for each other then wow i don't know i don't know how to end that <laughs> it's like i would like to live in that body just for one day to be so entitled that it's like my pain of having to watch you suffer is bigger than the pain you are suffering. Not not watching you, listening to the fact that you are suffering. Mm. The audacity of these reporters to try to derail this conversation, whether knowingly or not, to talk about their feelings. Because they're talking about their feelings. They're not talking about Sidney Crosby's feelings. They're talking about them, how they feel attacked. It is mind-blowing it is breathtaking it is it does them no justice it makes them look shallow it makes them look stupid and if they're not shallow and stupid it makes them look evil i don't have like a huge amount of respect for like journalists in general (laughs) and and sports journalists even less so is that through experience (laughs) it's the, the idea the idea of journalism is amazing much like the idea of like politicians hmm. but then the reality is always so yeah. disappointing and all, all reality is disappointing it's like when um 
you get impressed by people with PhDs until you know a couple of them. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. <laughs> Don't mean to attack you personally here. Agree. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it. Th- these people saying these things are journalists, and maybe they should take a hot minute to think about. Think you know about what they're sh- saying. Think about the situation. In research, if they don't understand, and come from a more informed point. Well, I was thinking, and I can't believe I'm about to say this. They should just fucking stick to sports if they're going to say this bullshit. Yeah. Don't come at people about lecture them about how they're hurting Sydney Crosby's feelings. They should just fucking stick to sports. That's what I think. <laughs> Rage! Like, I'm... I am currently... I don't know how they pronounce it in English. Um, in Dragon Ball... Vegeta? There's what there's one of the characters who, like, bursts into flames all the time. This oh. Is that the one with the great hair? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. So, um... I had... Would you like to talk about um, the response by people who haven't disappointed us? Well, yes. Um, there have been very thoughtful uh, comments from players of colour in the NHL. Joel mm-hmm. Ward has oh. been on the forefront of that. He posted a four-note Oh my God. tweet. <laughs> so I'm used to, I'm used to the... Um, it's, it's generally an apology tweet where someone has fucked up so much that they need to screenshot a, a note of all their apologies. <laughs> Joel Ward, not an apology tweet, a call to arms tweet. He, he needed four screenshots to fit that <laughs> note in. If that was a tweet, it would be like one of 80, 82, mm. two of 82. Mm. I almost said 87 just as a default number, but, you know, <laughs> Sydney Crosby has angered me. <laughs> I've been um, so impressed with JT Brown over the last, oh, like, I don't know, six months, I think, is when I started being mm. aware of him on, on Twitter and in the community, that I, I, I angrily wanted to buy his... <laughs> By his jersey, and then I thought, oh no, I'm not a not a Tampa Bay Lightning fan. Why don't I buy his jersey and get it shipped to like a local children's charity? Then I thought, no, the local children's charity doesn't want a jersey; they want cash. But then I donated to a ah. to a Tampa Bay children's charity. Good. Well done. Good <laughs> I stuff. left a note saying this is. This is because the NHL is pissed me off and JT Brown is a hero. Yeah. He is a hero. He is a hero. I think, um, and, uh... Wayne Simmons. Wayne Simmons had some very thoughtful, um, comments that weren't very neutral. I feel like you can always trust flyers, players, and fans to not be neutral. <laughs> well, I'm really glad that if it's not him naturally, that he went to a place that just let him 
express <laughs> all the all the emotions inside. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, lots of people said things. I'm not surprised that um, players of colour, especially Joe Ward and Wayne Simmons and others, have been so um, forthright. Mm-hmm. So unapologetic, mm-hmm. um, so uh, considerate and thoughtful about giving their opinions. I mean, they do wait until they're asked their opinion, but they are immediately asked their opinion in a yeah. way that and, and a lot of thing. Americans haven't been asked their opinion. Yeah, and that's the thing I think that really interests me. I mean, like it was interesting in Toronto; they asked everyone, but it's Toronto media. But and I also think that in Toronto, it's like a bit like, oh, we're much more cultivated than those BC Americans, so <laughs> we'll just ask everyone. Um, JBR turns out didn't vote, and he regrets it. Uh, but it's really interesting, people playing for American teams, that they don't ask more of the white players. Like it's, oh, it's a, racism is an issue about people of colour, so no, actually, you know what? Racism isn't an issue about people of colour, racism is an issue. About people? No, white people. Oh. Racism is an abusive act by white people. When, and like, it's typical for people to focus on victims of any kind of abuse or mm. crime and say, what did you do to deserve this? And yeah. what, how do you feel about the way people are talking mm. about it? But actually, if more white people talked about racism, racism in their community, why it is there historically, how they can overcome it, because you know what, racism isn't just about being good and bad, like there's detrimental economic effects to, you all want to live in a rich country, stamp out racism, because that actually, it's been shown that economically you do much better as a country when there isn't as much racism and mm-hmm. sexism, because people who have the right gifts are at the right jobs mm. not rich it's not like dudes who kill animals and then are like donald j mm-hmm. donald trump jr who's like what is yeah he? because you you get the 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 double blow of people who um would be good at those jobs don't get sort of promoted into them but then you also get so that that would just like limit limit how successful everyone's going to be mm. their businesses and eco- the economy but you also get like dumbasses who don't deserve these jobs promoted into, and that actively like drags it down thank you and i think i think fundamentally this this derailment of like white people's feelings or oh social issues we're uncomfortable about talking about them and oh, we just want to have a quiet family dinner over Thanksgiving and Christmas and I don't want to talk to my crazy racist or grandpa or grandma or uncle or whatever. I think that's a very myopic view of what is wrong in racism and social injustice in general because, yeah, as I say, racism isn't like a problem for people of colour it's it's a problem for white people because you're the ones perpetrating it it's like and it's not you as individuals but it is you as individuals but it's 
a system that we've built up over hundreds and hundreds of years that we've got to start dismantling it at some point or it's just gonna it's it's gonna kill us like what what is america what is trump doing to america he's using racism as a tool to make sure that he and people like him are going to stay rich and powerful forever Mm. i just think it actually Sidney crosby however uncomfortable it makes you if you don't, if you want to go to the White House, fine. That's a choice. You've made your choice. You you take take the criticism, but you you go. Say you go. But then, as a responsible person in the community, I think you also have to go out there and either show or talk about how to build a better community. Like I think it's like yeah. If you're going to call it an opportunity, yeah, then you've got to go out into the community. It can't just be about. Um, giving kids a really fun day, um, poor kids a really fun day, or you're buying them clothes. Like, building up community isn't about sitting with a black child and wearing fun sunglasses and, oh, look, I bought her. That's not how you lift people out of the situations that you're stuck in. It's not how you live communities. It's not how you empower women. It's not how you empower certain kinds of people. And I think it's... It's important to... Sidney Crosby is really good at being neutral, but he's also really good at um, being a leader and people associate him with things that are good. Mm -hmm. And he is afforded this power by his own hard work, but also because of other things. (laughs) It's marketing company and the fact that he's white. Like if Sidney Crosby had been Sidney Crosby, but had been black... Yeah. Where would be? Where yeah. would he be? <laughs> I I don't know. Gosh, I you know what? I never even asked myself that question until I just said it. So, I just think it's also important. Actions are very important, but words are also important. And I urge people, white people, um, and people of color, to talk to their friends like we are doing now ranting (laughs) but also like I don't think you should be afraid of confronting your racist old grandpa because in the US sometimes they sometimes they become president yeah they need to be confronted yeah the US Canadians in the US are living in a country where America's most famous racist old grandpa is now president and if you don't if you don't talk about it and you just want to oh just let's just get through this dinner it, it keeps happening that like you can see how thanksgivings keep happening until racist old grandpa dies but then uncle takes his place mm-hmm. yeah it keeps happening so you gotta gotta talk about it like it's things don't go away because you hope generation yeah, we were die. we were yeah. we were sold a bill of goods that was racism will die out when the older generation yeah. dies out and it's just not yeah. remotely true yeah. i have um got a palate cleanser for us oh, yeah which is a little song that i think sums up how we feel it's lily allen who has faced her own fair share of people questioning if she is racist yeah i mean depends wanted to be neutral and uh, many people including um sean gentilly pointed out that trump wasn't going to let it sit neutrally trump trump has already 
brought hockey into his. Oh my god. Um, not sticking to sports, not sticking to politics. He's already brought politics into hockey. Go to the White House, fine, but also be community leaders. And then I thought maybe, maybe the fuck you Lily Allen song was too subtle. So I've got it, another one just for you. Thank you. Fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, fuck Donald Trump. You're welcome. <laughs> Loved it. <laughs> oh, Thank you so much for having that uh, conversation with me. Yeah difficult to have i think we have these we're good at it the more we drink oh, for sure <laughs> we should we recorded part of that conversation yesterday <laughs> trashed it <laughs> didn't make didn't make much sense <laughs> it made sense at the time yeah I, I felt like i was that meme of the um expanding brain <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> it's um yeah it is we would so um, we really enjoyed hockey. I really enjoyed hockey the last four years. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, I really, in one, one respect, I wish the Pens had done this before my subscription renewed itself automatically. I know, it was like the, because, the couple of days after. Yeah, I wonder, I think maybe I should write to the Pittsburgh Penguins for a refund. <laughs> <laughs> Taken the shine off uh, all the other fun things that happened over the summer. Mm. Uh, the best one is that Chris Letang is now alternate alternate captain of the um, Pittsburgh Penguins. Although it was announced that he was the assistant captain. <laughs> we announced, or we will announce today, that Chris Letang is going to be an assistant captain on the team. Effective immediately, I am promoting you from assistant to the regional manager. To assistant regional manager. Michael. I don't know. I know, I know, I know, I know. I wouldn't be offering it if I didn't think you could handle it. I can handle it. I know. I can. Okay. So I guess this will just be my office. No. No. Title change only. I'll have Pam send out a memo. No, no. Three-month probationary period. Let's just not tell anybody about this right now do you think chris the tang can handle it <laughs> um please give me a theory of uh, your your theory of who you think would be most which alternative cap alternate captain would be most likely to fun fire a gun in the locker room white style <laughs> gino <laughs> And why? <laughs> because he's, he's a dummy who would definitely spin a gun around not expecting it to go off. <laughs> Which is what happened with Dwight. Although, and also the most likely to you think a gun looks cool to walk around with to show off his uh, holster. His new, his new designer clothes line might have clothing line might have holsters <laughs> no, I would be distressed by that <laughs> surely 
<laughs> you can just put the gun in where the um, the threadbare <laughs> <laughs> with the designer holes are. <laughs> Um, Who do you think would be most likely to fire a gun, Dwight style? Oh, I said um, the Tang. Like because I feel like Gino is more like likely to be the person who fires a gun someone accidentally sent off, like already fired in solidarity. <laughs> so Chris the Tang accidentally fires it. Gino, like Yosemite Sam, starts. When doing the dance, yeah, that's when Sid walks in with the pizza. <laughs> who is who is most likely to set up a situation where uh, he uses a blowtorch on door handles so they feel Gino. hot to touch Gino. and locks everyone in, Gino. and then starts a small fire. Gino. Remember the um, little clip from I don't know some some show where Gino cuts a cocky putt in half with the skating <laughs> yes. skate sharpener and then Sid smells something and comes out into the corridor and Gina's like no they did it <laughs> they made me do it Sid's like mm, mm. yes I agree <laughs> I agree uh, I'm looking forward to um, the first time on the ice when during the season when the Pens team loses it because they do emotionally lose it, and um, they need an Sid's in the box. Mm-hmm. They need an alternate captain to go and speak to the ref. And the Tang says, "Gino, no, <laughs> let me." <laughs> the Tang in the middle of the conversation does that thing that, that he does. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> <Head> shake. <laughs> and um, <laughs> what's it? What's it? Do you think Sullivan whispers Cullen's name at night <laughs> just mm. before he goes to bed? Yes. Oh man, Cullen, I love you. <laughs> I miss you. I don't know. <laughs> um, who do you think will be the first to rebel in the team from this leadership group? Rebel in against this against this leadership yeah. group. Well. People in Toronto are always writing articles about Phil Kessel being <laughs> bad in the room. <laughs> a revolution. He's <laughs> a revolution in he'll the be, He'll be like um, the Ryan O'Reilly from Oz, where oh. he whispers into people's ear, but he he's untouchable himself. No one knows it's coming from him. Uh, Poor Gensel. If we if we were cooler, we would have made a game Game of Thrones reference right there. <laughs> but no, I don't know. Instead, we're talking about Oz. We were we were noting before this um, podcast that all of our references come from <laughs> the noughties <laughs> and the late nineties. Quick, let's let's talk about Spice World the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I just got my mom's hair, so well, I guess. Uh, Do you think that Phil Kessel rallies all the the numerous Americans on that team and builds some kind of American revolution? Yes. Phil Kessel for president. You know, you just oh my god, what if he gets on that podium and rips off his, day, his shirt and it's Phil Kessel for president? What if everyone does? 